Welcome to the Fish Nerds. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast. This week, uh, I'm going to give you a vintage episode of the Fish Nerds to enjoy. I'm still away at summer camp. When I get back next week, I will be sure you get some brand new Fish Nerds content. It's going to be great and worth the wait. In the meantime, enjoy this vintage Fish Nerds episode between Dave Callum and, of course, me, Clay Groves. And we will see you next week. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello and welcome. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Fish Nerd Podcast. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Dave. And I'm Clay. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game, and it's a good bet that one of us has something stinky in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) We have been fishing lately, so you pretty much count on that. Uh, We have pitchforks full of things to talk about today. Metric pitchforks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so Tim schools Dave in fall crappie fishing. Oh, good. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> about time uh, to get schooled. <laughs> about time. Uh, this podcast, we have a sponsor. Very excited about that. Thrive Outdoor Products. We'll be talking a little bit about Thrive. Uh, Stump the Fish Nerds. We have a Stump the Fish Nerds that was called in from Michigan. Yes, finally. Yes, finally. Finally, so Michigan at- checks in. We've been waiting for Michigan for months. Uh, and then we have we fished silver lake again um, why why dave why why i don't know the thing is a thorn in our side and we keep going back stupid lake yes (laughs) uh we have we discuss a kickstarter a little bit and we have fish in the news excellent uh, and then we'll wrap up everything with Fish Nerd Nation, our website that highlights all the great things that are fish fishing and have to do with eating fish. It's a great website. And Fish Nerd Nation are the folks out there in the world that we um, that we highlight on that site. Right. <laughs> have, have I said that any other way? Let's see. On that site, on that site we highlight. It's a site no. that's very site-like in its nature. Were I to make a site, I would make a site just like that site. Hast thou fish? <laughs> then come to the... Th- no. No. Anyway, yes, no fish mind. nerd nation. So, fish d- nerd why don't we move right on in, Dave, <laughs> and <laughs> let's hear all about you being schooled in crappy fishing by Tim Moore from Tim Moore Outdoors. Yeah. So Tim. Tim's awesome. He's really laid back and really easy to fish with. And he... he um, emailed out i guess and was saying hey i'm gonna go to kingston lake um don't give away a spot go (laughs) that's a big spot a lot of people know (laughs) but he has he does have some secret spots that i won't give away his home waters though so oh yeah i mean he He was totally dialed in and um and by the way if anybody wants to go fishing with him uh he's happy to take you because he's a guide and um, you know whatever his guide fee is is way under what it uh, what it's worth because he puts you on fish. It's awesome. So what's he paying us referrals? Uh, well, like I said, he I got a little education. There you go. He schooled you. 
<laughs> well, like I said, Tim's great. He didn't expect anything in return. He just wanted somebody to you know go fishing with on Saturday morning. And I asked him, I said, all right, Tim, what is the secret to catching fish, to catching crappie in the fall? And uh, he very simply said, get out of bed. <laughs> get out of bed and go fishing. And that's one of the keys. Apparently, he was saying each body of water has a different bite that happens. And in the Kingston Lake, it's it's bright and early, first thing. And after about 9 o'clock, there's nothing really bites. Um, different other water bodies, he says, you know, there's a night bite here. There's a afternoon bite here. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting to see how those different populations would, would – uh, change and, and they're only you know 10 15 20 miles away from each so other the question i is i i never believe in that stuff <laughs> like i always think you know what i think it's you got lucky a bunch of times and so you memorize the success and that's when the bite is for you but i, I bet you fish don't act that different well i but you all got, i, all you I got know schooled, dave you got totally schooled so all i know is he caught four times more fish than i did that means he caught four fish <laughs> no, he got him. He was close to sixteen. Oh, okay. Because you had four, right? I had four. Yes. And um, I did math. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> but his secret was so he had these lures from I think it's called Lake Fork Mini Shad. Um, these little two and a half inch. This looked like little little pieces of plastic that were uh one was orange and blue and and uh the other one was green green and chartreuse i knew you were gonna say chartreuse i hate that color chartreuse i don't even know what it is that's why i hate it like if it's gray say gray if it's green say green chartreuse it's chartreuse the color only exists in fishing world oh yeah because your car chartreuse oh (laughs) what what color is that Uh, i don't know greenish blue i don't know I don't like, know, but I, it, no I keep getting idea. fish keep constantly following my car, though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but because it's chartreuse. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the key to these fish was so. So one of the things he pretty much only fishes in kayaks, I think. Um, and it was sad because when we got there, there was a couple of guys that came up from Massachusetts that had their big bass boat out there, uh, like a bass tracker, and uh, they couldn't get it started. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. And I, I know Tim was saying, oh, I wish I knew anything about boat, you know, anything about boat motors, I could help you out. And then he paddles off and goes and catches a bunch of fish. So long, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what was going on. But they forgot bait, too. So he, he said while he was getting his gear, he heard them yelling and squawking about, oh, you, you know, we don't have any bait. How can we possibly catch fish? And he, he hardly ever uses bait, I don't think. And um, so anyway, we got out there and the key was 15 feet down and the real key. So I, I got the lure down where it needed to go, actually probably a little too deep. And then I put a lot of jig and action to it. And I think that was my problem. Um, Cause after watching him for a while, he would get it down to that 15 foot level or 20 foot level and then just really pretty much keep it right there and then just give a little twitch every once in a while. So you were working far too hard. Yep, I was. It was too active for these fish. Well, it's it's funny because it reminds me of ice fishing. When you ice fish a mm. crappie, you don't give great big jigs; you just twitch. So it's probably the same thing. Well, I think they're getting prepared for it. Yeah, and uh, you know, we were being gently blown down the lake, um, so we were moving a little bit, and uh, it was great. He had his vex out there. Um, that's a sonar unit that he was able to see where the fish were. And uh, it was cool. We dialed right in, like I said, caught fish. So that's cool. Now I'd be curious to see: can he still do that in November? 
Because that's I, no, there's November is the worst month for fishing around here anyway. Like I never can catch a fish in November. So I I want to go fish with him in November and see if he can dial in on those guys. They must eat. Yeah. But when that they water, must when that water turns, it's all uniform temperature. Where do the fish go? Maybe Tim knows. Well, I asked him. I said, you know, his big thing is that the fish pile up in basins and mm-hmm. lakes like that. Yeah. And I asked him, you know, are they going to continue till ice in? And he goes, yeah, pretty much. They sit there till the ice comes in, and then they move a little more. But pretty much, they're all schooling up like they do in the winter. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty neat. All right, so let's go out with him in November and <laughs> shiver a little bit, see if we can catch some of those fish. <laughs> but he's doing a lot of shooting now. He's going to be on New Hampshire Chronicle, which is a WMUR TV show here in the state. We uh, were for, on. For, we were on Chronicle. We were on Chronicle before that's it was true. cool. Before it was cool. <laughs> and uh, now all the ki- cool kids are doing it. I and, know. Uh, Tim is doing it on turkey shooting. He's doing. He's filming tomorrow. Yeah. I can't and, wait to see uh, how that goes. That'd be great. I know. So it's just to shoot things. Yeah, we'll shoot, we'll shoot be sharing a short. We'll be sure to share that when it comes out. Sure to share. Sure to share. <laughs> Me no talk good. <laughs> but we'll make sure we share that when it comes out. Uh, well, we'll use our superior oratory skills to uh, highlight our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Clay's Glass of Wine. When you can't find your words, find your wine. Clay's Wine. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing's. I couldn't find beer. Oh, so you're doing wine, huh? I'm doing wine. Got a water glass full of it. Uh yeah. I hear it breathes best that way. And it's such, I don't, uh, you know, I read a study on wine tasting, Dave. You did? Yeah. Turns out that no one could tell wine from, from the apart. Like experts <laughs> on wine can't tell one wine from another. They, in fact, they're so bad at tailing wine, they can't even tell red from white in a blind, double blind taste test. Like yeah. wine experts can't do it. That's <laughs> so what kind it. of bunk wine is. And it's good. <laughs> So what do you think of trout fishermen? <laughs> I love trout fishermen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what about fly fishermen? I like fly fishermen. I just don't like yeah, fly fish. You lie. You <laughs> lie. I, I, like, I like the fishermen. I just, for me as a technique, I think it's silly. <laughs> I like catching fish. So you're poo-poo and the wine drinkers. You're poo-poo and the fly fishermen. They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so pretty much our career on, uh, on NPR is done. <laughs> we're gonna have to go like a clear channel or something <laughs> yeah right all those uh, liberal wine drinking fly fishing <laughs> that's my rush limbaugh impression thank you that was good yeah. i thought i was actually talking to him uh well i sweat a lot <laughs> thrive outdoor products yeah this podcast is being sponsored by thrive outdoors Check out their Facebook at facebook.com slash Thrive Outdoor Products. You know, pick up a t-shirt or two and uh, stay tuned. Follow them on Facebook for more products coming out in the future. Uh, we're, we're super happy to have them sponsoring us. And uh, we have a link on our website if you want to find them. Go to fishnerds.com. Click on Thrive Outdoors. So you can see some of their shirts. And just hit that like button and follow them. And when more products come out, you can uh, be the first in Fishner Nation to have some cool logo wear from Thrive Outdoors. Yay! Yay! I did that after drinking wine. That's good. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, so now Stump the Fishner. Oh, we got a good one this week. I'm going to play. We did have a very I'm, good one. I'm going to play it for you. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So this is a good one. It came from Michigan. Yeah. Hey, guys. Ari Levinson from Lansing, Michigan. Long time listener. First time. No. Um, <laughs> just started, actually. I'm on my second show right now. Enjoying it. Thank you. Trying to stump the fish nerds. I have been out hunting my local coho that have made it up to Lansing, Michigan in our dreams and creeks. And they're pretty rotten while they're alive. Two-part question. Why do they rot? And are they safe to eat? Thanks, guys. Awesome. Awesome. So, Coho Salmon, I like that he, we're like a real radio show. <laughs> First time caller, long time, wait a minute, second wait episode, <laughs> I'm on episode two, but already calling in. I like that. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Yeah. So, you know this answer, Dave? You want to rephrase Do the I, question? Uh, no, I don't need it. I could, uh, could you use it in a sentence? Is that what I'm supposed to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I also have fished the lake michigan um salmon run and uh, not necessarily the cohos that come in but i think the chinooks the king salmon as they come in it's amazing these small streams um have these big giant two and a half three foot long fish That's pushing awesome. through them it, it really is amazing and these are just these little muddy little streams that go through um I, I fish in northern Indiana that have them, and people get out there with fly rods and things. And oh, steelhead too—that's what it is. It's the steelhead run as well. Um, but he's right. They by the end of their run, they are like—I've heard them called snot and socks—and <laughs> they—they just—they just fall apart. So he um, asked why that is. Why do they fall apart? Yes, and. Um, I they're genetically programmed to fall apart. Right. They're, I mean, their their last job in life is reproduction. Their only job. They just want to get up there and reproduce, and they and they die right afterwards. So they're not eating during the run. They're burning up all their proteins for energy in their muscles, and it breaks down. So that's for the mushy meat. Yeah. Simple as and that. I, and the ecology, they're actually designed to break down like that, so then their flesh then feeds those small streams mm. uh, and and all the nutrients that actually help their young survive. Now, the joke is on them, because <laughs> in the Midwest, that run doesn't do them any good. Why is that? They don't, it's bad habitat. Right. You know? Well, they're not native, are they? No, they're no. not. I mean, they're, they're totally invented fish, having these freshwater run of these ocean fish, so... Yeah, exactly. So they were all brought from the, I believe, all from the West Coast. Yeah. And, um, you know, out there, they're swimming up these very pristine streams that actually a friend of ours, Rob, our, our tech guru, lives in the headwaters up around uh, oh Calgary and Vancouver, that area. And, um, you know, these streams are really pristine, cool, very cold streams with very rocky uh, cobble stone bottom and at least in the midwest around indiana michigan and those they're swimming up these really silt covered muddy streams you know and they they just want to stream swim upstream and they end up in these spots so their spawning doesn't do any good for them so the question next question so they spawned out they're all gross looking and soft can you eat them <laughs> and when this came through clay you immediately said what did I say? I don't remember. 
<laughs> you said, of course you can. You can eat anything. Just judge, should you eat them is another question. But, you know, my if you cook it right, you probably can get away with it. You wouldn't want to take that fish and make a filet of it and grill it. I think that's going to be gross. But I bet you, Dave, if you smoke that fish, break it up into a dip of some sort, you probably would. Yeah, well, smoked fish dip is popular. Maybe mix it with some cream cheese or something. But people eat it. And so I bet you could. Um, I wouldn't probably bother. Yes. So so my vote is I'm not sure people do. I'm not sure people eat them when they get that bad off. Um, just because, A, you you think a lot of people just be out collecting these fish if they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think they're only for sport at that stage because I think they just are falling apart. So. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, I think if you're desperate, go for it. Barry, Barry, forget that. You know what? Eat it. And I want you to eat it. I want you to catch that fish. I want you to take a video of yourself filleting that fish. I want you to grill it and uh, with a little bit of mustard sauce. And then I want you to feed it to your wife and nice. see what she says. Nice. Yeah, don't tell her that it was already dead. Just. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up here in New England. <laughs> up here in New England, we only have one fish that swims up from the ocean to the fresh water to spawn and die like those salmon. Which fish is that? Well, that fish is the noble sea lamprey. That's right. So the sea lamprey, which is uh, the scorn, the scourge of of Lake Michigan. And we've just lost our one Michigan fan. No, because we love the sea lamprey. We do love sea lamprey. And sea lamprey out here where they're supposed to be, you know, they're part of the ecology. They're, you know, when they die, they're just like the salmon, just like the noble salmon. Mm -hmm. Their bodies decompose and provide food for their young. And um, it's all good. It's all the way it's supposed to happen. So these big, now out here, they're like three, three feet, three and a half feet long lampreys that look like eels. Yeah. Sort of. Sort their, of. Their, their mouth is much different. But their, but, bo- their body length, you know, the kind of squiggly shape. Yeah, exactly. And But in Lake Michigan, the, the freshwater freshwater ones don't get near as big. They only get Do, like, do they call them landlocked lampreys? They don't. They just, they just, they have all sorts of mean names for them. <laughs> uh, because they attach onto the lake trout and the salmon and everything, and they leave these big, ugly scars. Mm. So. But out here, they're fine. They only feed on fish in the ocean. And when they come in the spring, it's like it's like the swallows coming back to Capistrano. Oh, that sounds nice. Doesn't it, though? Sounds oh. like dancing. Yeah, and, and lampreys were such an important food in, in New Hampshire I mean, for the uh, Native American tribes. They all ate it. Uh, settlers ate it. And uh, Dave and I have eaten late sea lamprey in New Hampshire several times. Which, interestingly enough... Funny you should say that. Because <laughs> they would have been in the same state of, uh, of deterioration. They would have been. And we you know, I wonder and if they're better if you catch them in the ocean. Can I don't you know. catch them in the ocean? You have to catch another fish. You have to catch a proxy fish. Oh, man. Can you imagine the lure you would use for sea lamprey? <laughs> it would look like a tuna. <laughs> <laughs> just drag this big tuna yeah, around. It has like it's all full of like uh, fake blood and stuff, and you just drag it around. It leaks a little bit of stink out, and the lampreys come attached, and you can fight that lamprey and throw the tuna away. Uh, <laughs> the lamprey. <laughs> they probably have this nice little, 
you know, sound when you take them off. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, good. So that's Stump the Fish Nerds. Uh, if you'd like to call Stump the Fish Nerds, you should. You can call us at 607-378-FISH. 607-378-FISH. Uh, and if you call between now and whenever I feel like ending the contest, you can win a set of homemade cherry tip-ups. Wow! I know! And they've been featured on our Facebook page and... For some reason, nobody seems to want to win them. <laughs> they look great. They're cool looking. I don't know how to use them, but they are neat looking. So give us a call at Fishner's Hotline. Yeah, if you're too shy to call in the number, post a question on our Facebook page and just title it Stump the Fish Nerds, and we will enter it in the contest that way also. Yeah, although we're great I can't guys. imagine. We're so good. I, I can't imagine anyone being too shy. <laughs> to talk to fish nerds. I know. We're the greatest guys they ever met. And they should want to talk to us. <laughs> hey, by the way, I was I was standing the other day, uh, and my my daughter was there and her friend. And her friend doesn't have internet access. And she was complaining to her father. And uh, this teenage girl goes, Dad, even look, even a fish nerd has internet access. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> why why all of a sudden is a fish nerd like the the bar the lowest you the can lower, get there's nothing lower in life than a fish nerd <laughs> exactly i love that <laughs> even, even a, a fish nerd <laughs> dad can i borrow a car no but you always let the fish nerds borrow the car even a fish nerd has a car oh you like the fish nerds more than you like me <laughs> fish nerds are your favorite yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well. Even a fish nerd. <laughs> like it. Maybe that should be our closing. Something about even a fish nerd can... Uh... <laughs> even a fish nerd can give us a five-star late rating. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I like that. So, even a fish nerd can call and leave a message. Come on. What, what, what's what's it going to hurt you? Um, oh, all right. Man. So, Silver Lake. Silver Lake. We went to Silver Lake again. And let me... I think every time we talk about Silver Lake. Now, Silver Lake, if you're from Michigan, is a small lake in New Hampshire. If you're from New Hampshire, Silver Lake's a pretty good-sized lake. <laughs> right. So, And if you're from relative. New Mexico, it's Silver water. Lake is... That's is... that wet stuff that pulls up around after it rains sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. If you're from the desert, you wish you had Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, Silver Lake's very pretty. You Beautiful. know, there's loons out there. And, you know, peak foliage right now, Dave. It's peak. Yeah. So I vowed last time we fished Silver Lake hunting whitefish that I was never going to fish that lake again. You did. And then you said, hey, Clay, you want to go fishing in Silver Lake? And what did I say? Yeah, sure. I'm there. I'll get the boat. (laughs) (laughs) We got the boat. Sure enough, you're out there again. Yeah, we're out there again. Dave was uh, staying with his family under a little cottage on the lake. 1970s decor. Very cool. Very cool. You know, I I wonder if they could, very soon, they could just build that as a trip in the past. Come hang out in our 70s pad. I love it. It was was full, full on 70s. There was all these paint by number pictures all over the walls. They were were so cool. You didn't know they were paint by numbers until I showed you, but they were. I I know. That's true. I was fooled by clay, too. I I know a thing or two about crappy art. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, all these pictures that man, there must have been like thirty of them in there that were all paint by numbers. Well, I imagine they spent you know all their summers up there putting together crossword puzzles, puzzles, and doing paint by numbers or puzzles, puzzles, <laughs> freaking wine. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so so it was a very seventies groove. It was lots cool, of orange though. Things. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice. Had you know wooden walls and wooden ceilings, all kinds of mismatched plates on the walls. Yeah, very fun. Liked it. But we so you were staying out there, and we said, "Well, you're there. Let's go fishing." And this time we did something right. We didn't target anything specific. <laughs> right. We just wanted to fish. Yeah, and so we we actually were aiming for. Uh, Panfish or bass. Right. Which should be really easy. We knew a spot where there'd be a lot of little uh, little uh, yellow perch. So that's where we started. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't target any of the salmonids in the lake, which they have landlock, rainbow trout, brown trout, and brook trout, I would assume. Brook trout and uh, also lake trout. You said lake trout? Yep. And whitefish also. Whitefish. And um, all salmonids. They say they they have whitefish. (laughs) That's the rumor. That is is the rumor. That is the the inside joke of the fish and game department, that there's whitefish there. Um, And we... uh, because that that lake is managed for all those fish and they close it October 1st. You can't fish from October 1st till the winter for those fish. Till uh, till December. January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, why do you think they close at those dates? Um, because they none of those fish actually exist in that lake. <laughs> and so by closing it, they they keep the, the this the mystique exactly right. They're like, oh well, you didn't catch them, but boy, man, this time of year they're everywhere. Ah, well, they're probably right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't want us getting them. I I think it has everything to do with the fact that they have to go and monitor all the hunting. And they can't can't keep track of the fishing and the hunting at the same time. So, like, this week fishing shuts down. Next week, it's open. Moose hunt starts this coming Saturday. I think uh, shotgun for deer starts this weekend. I mean, everything's opening up for hunting now. So I think it has to do with manpower. It has nothing to do with biology or managing fish populations. It has everything to do with I can't afford two conservation officers. So that's, that's <laughs> so my we're that's shut my it down. that's my theory. So with budget based, cuts based on nothing but stuff I made up. <laughs> so so with the current budget cuts, actually they they may close all sorts of stuff. Well, they they closed national forest. I know. So you can't even look at it, right? Well, I went fishing in national forest the other day, yeah. and I had to pee, and there was outhouses there that were boarded up, so I had to pee next to an outhouse. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's illegal. <laughs> Uh, no, in New Hampshire, you can pee outside all you want, just not into a body of water, and not in front of somebody. You can't expose yourself to anybody. Perfectly legal to fish to, to pee outside. <laughs> and I, how do you know this? <laughs> I, I, I asked a conservation officer the other day. I was helping out with, with uh, some outdoor stuff, and I asked the question, and he told me. And then he promptly went away. <laughs> no, no. So he just told me. I said, "Cool, great news." And I peed right behind him. There's nothing you can do about ah, it. Try stopping me now. I'm running while I'm peeing. <laughs> Pee for your die. Yay. <laughs> so, fishing Silver Lake. Yes. So, we, we went out there and we had um, 
I had my fish finder on, and we found a little pocket of perch. That's a little perch. Pocket of perch. It was cool. I was using a little tiny jig with a little tiny piece of worm on it, and I was catching the teeniest perch. They're so teeny, like inch and a half, two inches long. It's really tiny little guys. They're cute. Very cute. Yeah. Hey, have you ever heard of Reddit? Yes. There is a microfishing thing on Reddit. Really? And we should post some of those perch pictures. Uh, well, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it. I started an account, actually. So. Okay, good. Share it with me. We'll, we'll do I it. will. Um, but Reddit is a pretty cool, like, internet kind of group analysis kind of thing. It's kind of uh, neat. Well, let's make sure we post on there. Good. I'm glad we had that talk. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It just came to mind. Hey! Throw it out there. <laughs> Did you ever hear about Stumble Upon? Let me tell you a thing or two about Twitter. <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So perch. The perch. We're catching this little perch, and uh, Dave's throwing a jig with like a like a grub or a shad type rubber fish on the end of it. Big thing. Yeah, a shad with a paddle tail. Yeah, it looks like it's made for catching um, like bass and stuff like that. Would, would which is what I was after. Which was targeting. So Dave throws it out, and all of a sudden his his little pole doubles over, and we get super excited. I grab my camera. Dave's fighting it in, and this. Big old fish jumps out of the water, and we both go, oh! And it was a big fish. Big fish. Big monster fish. And it was for Silver Lake, for us. <laughs> it was so exciting, because at Silver Lake to have something exciting happen. It was, <laughs> it was so cool. It was a rainbow trout. Really pretty rainbow trout. But then there was the dilemma. The dilemma. So we were, Dave's fighting this thing, and I'm taking pictures, and I get out the rule book. Because... We don't want to break the law. Like, if you catch a salmon, the law is clear. You cut the line, let the fish go. Yes. So we're reading about catching rainbow trout. And it says, thou shalt not take trout between these months, including rainbow trout, whatever, all the whole list of trouts that were on the list. Right. And so then I cross-reference, what does taking mean? Because the question is, can we take the fish out of the water, take out the hook, take a photo, and let it go? Is that illegal? Right. It's a good question. Good question. So I read Dave the rule so we can get clarity on the answer. So let me read you the rule here, and let, and you can tell the fish nerds if this is clear. Okay, definition of take or taking. Includes pursuing, shooting, hunting, killing, capturing, trapping, snaring, and netting wildlife and all lesser acts, such as disturbing, harrying, worrying, wounding, or placing, setting, drawing, or using any net or other device commonly used to take wildlife, whether they result in taking or not. Includes every attempt to take and every act of assistance to every other person in taking or attempting to take wildlife. Provided that whenever taking is allowed by law, reference is had to taking by lawful means and in a lawful manner. <laughs> so, are we allowed, is, is taking a fish off the hook, taking a fish? Is taking a picture of that fish while you take it off the hook considered taking? So, we don't know the answer. We don't know the answer, but I think the key is worrying. Worrying. And that fish was certainly worried. <laughs> that, that fish was, uh, I think it had anxiety. It was definitely harrying. Yes, it was <laughs> harrying. And, uh, you know, by that definition, looking at the water. Um, uh, canoeing is, past a fish. <laughs> canoeing past, yes. Yeah. Certainly peeing at fish. I don't pee into water. It's illegal. I know, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, by that definition, anything you do around the water or near the water mm-hmm. would worry a fish. Right. So what do we do? I don't know. So then not only does it become so, – so there we have an accident, and, and the key must be accidental. You know, what do you do? Sure, it's great to say these rules, you know, don't don't go after these fish. Got it. Won't do it. But you know what? Sometimes things happen. Fish eat things. <laughs> and especially when you're out trying to catch other fish, fish aren't that smart. They don't know to stay to their own stuff. I know. You weren't matching the hatch. You were using the bass lure. <laughs> I know. And this, so, so now we have this situation. So what should we have done? Yeah, it's terrible. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the, the accidental worrying of fish. That fish was so upset. So, I know. But it was nice to catch a big fish on Silver Lake. It was. It was. And it was a miracle as is. So Yeah, they you know. caught it on a big rubber bass lure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so big old rainbow in Silver Lake. They do exist in that one is been has been harried and harassed and worried and set free. But all accidentally. All accidentally. And all photos were taken through a slip of the camera. We're not saying we took photos of this fish. We're going to wait till we get a. Uh, co- <laughs> We're not saying we took this fish out of the water. Game We're not we saying what happened. Hypothetically speaking, though, if there were photos of said fish, they would be beautiful. Right. And, they would be. And I want to remind all that Clay lies. <laughs> he is, uh, you know, a compulsive liar. I, I will say that as soon as Dave caught that fish, I put on a big rubber bass jig. <laughs> And we saw a UFO out there. That's right. <laughs> Which is more common than a whitefish on Silver Lake. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, all those caveats, understanding that we lie and, you know, we're not admitting to anything. Right. But we are confused. Always confused. Always but, confused. But that's Silver Lake, and Silver Lake's a confusing place. Uh, but we had a nice time. It was cold. Yeah. It was cold. And then we, we after lunch, we left Silver Lake, went to the local river, and targeted brown trout, which were legal, which were totally okay to catch. And I caught one. Yay! Yay, a little one, and it spermed all over me. <laughs> now, clearly it wasn't worried. It was not worried. This one was fetished. It had a hook fetish. <laughs> so this so now I'm sure... Going, oh, I'm so happy! You know, and... So now the fishing game rule makers are working on, you know, harrowing, um, titillating. <laughs> um, oh, man. Was, all those, uh, you know, exciting. It's illegal it, to excite fish. It's, it's well, illegal to... It was to, definitely uh, excited. Now, the problem with that fish is it was like a teenage fish. It was smolt. Yeah. So it was about seven inches long. So this had the par marks on the side of it. Uh, it. It seemed a little bit young to be into what it was into. We gave it a good start in talking to and then let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's lucky the fish wasn't blind. I'm I just know. Saying. It had hairy fins. <laughs> <laughs> it had to go, so, go t- say Hail Marys to the <laughs> to the confessional fish. <laughs> go talk to the rainbow trout for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, Clay was out there uh, catching, catching fish and, um, yeah, brown trout, getting them excited. Very excited. No, that's um, that's that. That's that. How do we recover from that story? Well, why don't we talk about the potential for a major Kickstarter campaign coming very soon? Major. Major. We don't dun, know. Dun, we don't dun. know. We don't know when yet. But be ready, and when it happens, 
you need to give us money. Yes, because there's going to be such cool. Um, they're not prizes. What are they? They're um, they're uh, rewards. The rewards, at, you know, at different levels. Because the idea is that if you give us ten bucks, we'll get you something. If you give us twenty bucks, we'll give you something a little better. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on uh, deals with local chefs to provide a dinner of cool fish, mm-hmm. which would be very cool. Guided fishing trips we're trying to put together. Guided fishing trips, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we we know guides, we know folks. You know, there, there's lots of different packages we could figure out. I think so. We might uh, even be able to work in a trip to North Conway for a couple of nights stay. So the, at North Conway, New Hampshire, which is uh, the number one ski town in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Not the best skiing, but best town for skiing. <laughs> ski town. <laughs> ski town. And also some really good fishing. So you could, yeah. stay, you could stay in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You'd be so lucky. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds good when, you, when, when someone else says it. Yeah. Uh, yeah not so much. We'll, but anyway. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But Kickstarter coming soon. Coming uh, soon. Fish. In the news. Fish in the news. So this week in Fish in the News, we have um, a a blast from the past, as it were. It starts off, the title of it is Bart's Blinky. Blinky. (laughs) Three-eyed fish raises nuke fears. Ooh. Ooh. There's a very gruesome picture. Ah, It looks fake. It does look fake. I wonder. Like someone took a hole punch and put and put another eye in there. Three eyed fish was caught in a reservoir in Argentina. Ooh. Um, and our, uh, that was reported in an Argentinian news service. The fishing hole where the mutant fish was caught. You said that maybe wrong. The fishing hole. The fission hole. No, I didn't. You didn't let me finch the sentence. What? Oh. The fishing hole where the mutant fish <laughs> was caught may be show. more of a fission hole. Ah. I ruined the joke. You did fission hole. You did. You <laughs> um, never, fired. never rush, um, never rush the fission hole, I'm man. Fired. <laughs> the reservoir named Ch- Choro de Agua Caliente. Uh, I love the accent, Caliente. Caliente uh, receives water from a nuclear p- plant in the province of Cordoba. Cordoba. <laughs> Corinthian leather. That's what these fish were. That's right. Simpsons fans will remember the same thing happened in Springfield. Bart caught Blinky, a three-eyed fish, in a pond fed by Monty Burns' nuclear power plant in the episode Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes on Every Fish from the second season of the hit series. I'm glad they clarified exactly when that happened. Someone says, I, I, love- I need to write a 500-word article. <laughs> Quick, give me 25 words. <laughs> yeah yeah there was this thread fish but it was all about this episode episode two it was so cool uh, <laughs> wow yeah wow that was quite an explanation yes of that, yes is there a single thing? guy in the office yeah tell us about the simpsons okay <laughs> <laughs> its name was blinky blinky Monty <laughs> uh so five argentinian fishermen Wait a minute. Five, Five Argentinian fishermen's Argentine woohoos. Fishermen's. Yes, fishermen's, like, you know, yep. woohoos mm-hmm. turned into dogs. <laughs> when the wolf fish they pulled into their boat looked back at them with three eyes. Dogs! <laughs> <Dope! laughs> 
because it was night, we didn't realize it in the moment, said Julian Zmut of Kadena. Or no, told, told Kadena, the news service. Um, after checking the fish out by lantern light, one of the fishermen noted the bizarre mutation. You know, I think, oh! I think the person who wrote this didn't review it. I don't think because so. Because two sentences before that, they said it looked back at them, and then it said they didn't realize it until later when they looked at it with the lantern light. So, ah, see, not, nothing gets by you, Clay. Don't! Because I screwed up your fission joke. I have to wreck everything else. I understand. Um, we've fished here for many years, and this is the first time this has happened. Yeah, good quote. Go figure. Yeah, yeah best they quote. can do. Why can't they get a good quote? <laughs> maybe everyone's just really boring, you know? Or maybe it doesn't translate well. Maybe they had a great oh. quote, and it just didn't translate to English very well. So, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, or maybe no you need to read that with a, with a Hispanic accent. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't offend anyone, though. But do it. <laughs> no, Go not gonna happen. No, come on. I heard, you did. You did Scottish before. You weren't worried about the Scots. <laughs> Why are you treating Argentinians differently? We've fished here for many years. <laughs> you <do> Scottish again. <laughs> this is the first time it's happened. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I can't give you any more cotton. <laughs> Um, all right. So, though no official examinations have been completed, the fishermen think the mutant's proximity to the nuclear plant is a little fishy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Someone got fired um, after writing this article. I know it. That's the, um, the, so that's the last line, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yes. So, there you no, go. No one examined it. No, they just took these uh, these fishermen's word for it. Yeah, that's how it's a fake. It's totally fake. Total fake. Everyone but lies. Cool. Why do they lie so much? I don't even think it's a wolf fish. It's not a wolf fish. Hell, it is. But it's weird looking. Yeah, it's not a wolf fish. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't translate well. Maybe it's a Los Lobos Gatero. Oh, it would be. It'd be a Los. It'd be a Lobos Piscar. Piscar. Anyway, anyway, um, fish in the news never happened. <laughs> never happened. That's from Discovery. They should know better. I'm sure that person got fired. So, <laughs> hey, before we move on, which is moving on to the end, um, oh, I was going to say something it was going to be really great. Mm. Okay, yeah. scrap that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, before we move on, uh, if you'd like to advertise with the Fish Nerds and sponsor our podcast, be an additional sponsor to this podcast, please email us at advertising at fishnerds.com, and I'll send you a new rate sheet out, and you can get in the game. Fish Nerds, we have a feeling, are going to start taking off soon, and you can be in early at a good rate before our rates go up. So please contact us now and get in the game. Woo! Woo! Um, Fish Nerd Nation, real quick. There was two big entries this week that I thought were worth noting. Um, one was some really cool GoPro footage of this device called a Descender. Ooh. Um, a Shelton Fish Descender. Oh, that was so cool. 
Yeah. So this these guys were catching these red snapper in about, I think, 45 or 65 feet of water in Florida. And then they would hook it to this descender rig, which is basically a barbless hook with a weight on it. And then, and then they had a camera on it to see it work. They shot it down to the bottom. They gave it a little wiggle, and the fish it gets off and swims, sw- swims away. Right back with its school. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, when you catch fish in very deep water, their air bladders pretty much explode. Uh, or not explode, but super expand. Sometimes they come out of their mouths. It's really nasty. And they don't have the ability to get back down to the water that they were were taken from. Um, so it's it's a really cool deep water catch and release technique. Because otherwise, you might as well be taking them home and eating them or killing them if you're not going to be doing this. Right, because so. they're going to die. Right. That was a really cool um, video. Man, I love those GoPros. Yes. Those are fun. And we have two on the way, right? We'll be having GoPros soon. Yep. So, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So anyway, very very cool footage underwater. And then the other one worth noting is how, um, <laughs> and I just realized this probably isn't the best thing to point out being dopey, <laughs> but is the Nat Geo uh, segment uh, on the pufferfish. Um, and they do this little piece about the pufferfish blowing up and um, and surviving an otter attack. I surprisingly missed that one. Oh, yeah. It was October 11th. Wow, I totally missed that one. Yeah. And, um, Puff so Daddy survives. Pu- oh, <laughs> and you know, that's I, did, why... I didn't miss that one, Dave. This video has been removed by the user. Oh, no. The video is no longer available. So I didn't oh, miss well, it. I couldn't watch it. Flip. Yeah. I just thought it was it was probably removed for the lame title that they gave it. Puff Daddy survives. So that that actually was a line in the in the piece. So Well, that's disappointing. I know what a shame. But you did have uh <laughs> you do have one of our favorite guys there. Uncle Steve is back. <laughs> He's a microfish doing much of microfishing. So <laughs> Uncle Steve. I love that guy. Uncle Steve only refers to himself in the third person. I know. You know, when we start making more videos, we should start doing that. <laughs> He's got hundreds of videos, you know, and people follow him all over. But Uncle Steve was out catching chubs on um, on uh, uh, a synthetic bait. Good. Yeah. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, he was talking all the way through. 20 minutes of him fishing in a stream. And we do you a favor by cutting it down to 30 seconds. Yes, because it's all pretty much the same. Yeah, but so. Uncle Steve was doing a good job out there. So, so good job, Fish, fish uh, Nerd Nation. That's available at fishnerds.com. Uh, we update that pretty often. So if you want your daily dose of fish nerd fun, that's where to go. So that pretty much wraps it up, I think, this, yeah. this edition. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Big finish. We wrote a finish. We did. So here it we goes. We wrote an ending. Here we go. So that is it. You've listened to a couple of fish nerds when you could have been fishing. We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast. Go on Fishing Quest and do all sorts of silly things that middle-aged guys do. Yeah. If you would like to support Fish Nerds, you can like us on Facebook. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Five stars, Dad. (laughs) Throw us a little cash to support our impending book or some advertising on the vast Fish Nerds media empire. Special thanks to our sound engineer, Nick Hudson Swagger, our Fish Nerd Nation correspondent, Tim Moore of Tim Moore Outdoors, and our podcast sponsor, Thrive Outdoor. So until next time, cast for the stars and watch out for the trees. And finally, be nerdy any chance you get. So thanks a lot. Till next time. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.